0: May the Lord bless you. I'm so glad that we can study the Bible together again. And today, this is the lesson number 20 in the series called Building Firm Foundations. I would like to invite you to listen to lesson number one to number 19 and continue to listen until you get all the teachings of the foundation of the Christian life. The Lord told me to produce this teaching series in order to help His children to have very good biblical foundation in the way to walk with the Lord. It's so important to have very good foundation in life. Therefore, I'm so glad that you make a decision to come into this teaching. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach us in this lesson. And we are your disciple. We are your children. We are your sheep. We would like to hear from you, Lord. We want to learn from you. And we believe, Lord, your word will give us the understanding and the truth of heaven so that we can be fruitful, productive, and victorious in this life so that we can give you all the glory and honor, Lord. We will become more mature, and we will be able to serve you and help you to expand your kingdom, Father. We love you so much. We want to honor you all the days of our life. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to start to teach about the community of blessing or the local church. God has placed all of us in a natural family where our parents take care of us. Our parents feed us, send us to school, provide for us, teach us and correct us. They try to help us to grow up to become a very good person and successful in the society good parents really care for their children our god jehovah is our father before i became a believer i worship many gods but i never called them father but after i became a christian i believe in jesus christ i repent of my sin and I invited Jesus to come into my life, now I become a child of God. And my God becomes my Father. So God loved us so much. He loved you and me, and He considers you and me His children. Therefore, we are put into the family, of the kingdom of God. And that family is called the church, the local church. If you ask the Father what His will is for us while we are living on earth before we go to heaven, I can tell. He will tell you, son and daughter, you need to be in my family. You need to be taken care of. You need to be trained and taught and protected. All of us need our natural parents to take care of our life while we were still young. We should also desire to be in the spiritual family where God appointed some to be our spiritual father or mother. We should be close to mature Christians Who can take care of our spiritual life? God loves us. Therefore, He wants us to be taught, trained, taken care of by His appointed shepherds. He wants us to grow up spiritually and we can be fruitful, we can be productive, and we can be victorious. And our faith will grow our character will be transformed to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. God has this perfect plan by settling local churches in different cities and towns as spiritual families for His children. In this lesson, we're going to learn about the local church. And if you understand God's will carefully, you will know that to his heart, the local church is so important to him. And he wants all of us to be a part of a good local church or a spiritual family. What is the church? The church is not a building. The church is not just like people come and gathering, like a watching football game. No, the church is a community. The church it's a group of born again Christians who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he is the savior. He is the master, the lord, who came into the world in order to save mankind from sin. By dying on the cross, he gave us salvation which include forgiveness of sin, life the Opportunity to go to heaven, healing, prosperity, being set free from curses, being delivered from problems in life. Jesus paid a price for us. He has bought salvation for us by His grace. And after we came to know Jesus and we call ourselves Christians, we begin to have a personal relationship with God the Father, God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. But we do not see God. God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is at the right hand of the Father. God the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of us. We don't see God. But He still loves us and He wants us to be taken care of, to be protected. Therefore, he wants us to join into his family. We come together with committed Christians in the same city as a local community. And we call that local community a blessing, a local church. When we talk about the word the church, there are two things. Number one, we call the universal church. The universal church means all believers throughout the whole world, in every generation. All of them belong to the kingdom of God. In the practical way, we cannot relate to people in another continent or in another city. Or sometimes people speak different languages and cultures and uh, we cannot relate to them because we live in one city and they live in another city. Therefore, the church also include local churches, a local community that the believers come together on a regular basis to worship the Lord, to serve the Lord together, to fellowship with the Lord and fellowship with one another, to be taught, to be trained, to be built up to be exhorted and to be encouraged every believer should be a part of a local community or a local church the church is a group of committed believers not just a building some church may not have their own building yet but they may meet together in somebody's house when i started the church In 1988, I gathered the believers in Seattle in my house. And we stayed in my house for many months. And then we moved to the meeting room in the university. We moved to a hotel. We did not even have a church building for many years. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. The Lord Jesus spoke very important truth from his heart. He said, and I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. If you can put a stethoscope on the heart of Jesus, you can hear his heartbeat. I will build my church. He said, I want my people those who are born again, to be a part in building the church. The Apostle Peter represented us, a man who confessed his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he was born again. We are a part of the group of people who confess their faith that Jesus is our Lord. And on our rock of Confession on our faith We will be used by the Lord To build His church Therefore if you want to please the Lord You should participate in building The house of God Or the local church Or the community of God I would like to read some scripture To show you that The church is not just a building But it's a group of Born again Christians In Acts chapter 8, verse 3. But Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. The Bible says that before Paul became a born again Christian, filled with the Holy Spirit, and served the Lord, he was anti church. He persecuted the church. And the Bible says he went from house to house he did not destroy a church building he went from house to house to do what to drag off men and women drag the believers either male believers or female believers and put them in prison so the word church means believers people who come together and worship the lord jesus together Philippians chapter 3, verse 6, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. Again, the apostle Paul wrote to the people in Philippi that he was persecuting the church, the people of God. Paul persecuted the believer in the early church time. The church is not a building Or a sanctuary, but a group of believers who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is a group of people where the believers come together on a regular basis to worship God and to serve the Lord together. I give you an example in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 11 Ananias and Sapphira were judged to death by God because they lied to the Holy Spirit and to the apostles. This caused great fear to the whole church, the whole community, all the people who believe in God in Jerusalem in that generation, and all who heard about these events. Again, the church is a group of people. Let me read from verse 1 on. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Why it remained Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Ananias and Sapphira were members of the church in Jerusalem. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon All those who heard these things, who are they? All those who heard these things were the believers in the early church in Jerusalem who joined the church in Jerusalem. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Ananias' wife lied to the Holy Spirit as well. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Can the building fear somebody? Can the building fear God? No. The Bible says, all these people in the church fear the Lord. So the church is a group of committed believers. We can read in Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to about a great persecution that broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Acts chapter 8, verse 1 and Saul was there giving approval to his death. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church, not the building, against the people at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. This scripture talks about the local church, the early church, and the people in the church scattered, except the apostles. Again, we can see the context of the scripture that the local church is not building, it's not a sanctuary, but local believers in that city, in that generation, in Jerusalem, they were scattered due to the persecution. In Acts chapter 15, verses 4 to 5, we can read that the church in Jerusalem was composed of a group of the believers. God gave them different kinds of spiritual gift, and they were led by the apostles and elders. Acts chapter 15, 4 to 5. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church. Can a building welcome Barnabas and Paul? No, they were welcomed by believers, by the community of believers, including the apostles and elders. They reported everything God had done through them. Can Apostle Paul report what happened to the building? No. He reported what happened that God had done to the believers, to people in the church. But then some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and insisted the Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. Again, you cannot circumcise the building. They talk about circumcising the believers. The church is a group of believers. In the eyes of God, the local church is very important. Having or planting or establishing or building a local church in a city, a town, a village is the will of God 100%. God wants to reveal His will and His plan of salvation through His church. The church proclaims God's victory, preach the gospel, make disciple, and reveal His ruling authority over all things in the world. When I think about the church, I think about the cycle of life. I remember when I was three to four years old, my dad took me to family vacation. He dressed me up and sent me to school. He wanted me to be a part of a good Catholic school in Bangkok at that time. He wanted me to finish university. When I was eating dinner with him, he taught me the manner on the dining table. He taught me to be diligent and work hard and to have a goal to be a successful man. And one day I grew up to be a grown up man and have my own job, my own income, I bought a house, I got married, and I have three children. The cycle of life starts again that I and my wife train our three children to love the Lord, to go to church, to be diligent in school, to be responsible people in society. And many years later, my daughter got married and have the twin, two children. And I watched my daughter teaching, training my grandchildren how to eat, how to do homework, how to take care of themselves, to go to bed on time, to wake up, to go to school. This is a third generation. My dad produced me. And then I and my wife, have children, and the children have grandchildren. The same thing, God is our Father. He wants this cycle of life to go on with the spiritual family as well. When I was a young believer, I went to the Bible study every week. The American missionaries taught me the Bible. I did not know anything in the Bible because I came from a non-Christian background. I did not grow up in a Christian home. They taught me from A, B, C. What is the book of Genesis? Who is Jesus? And I studied and I learned, and I learned how to walk with God. I learned how to walk by faith. I went to church every Sunday. I served God's people with this missionary in the Baptist church. I was trained by them, taught by them. And many years later, I became a servant in that church. And I began to help other believers in the church. And God moved me to the U.S., to Seattle area. And God asked me to start a local church. Long time ago, I was a brand new believer. I was a baby Christian. I was growing up by somebody in the local church, the Baptist church training me, teaching me, correcting me. I grew up, then I become a daddy in the house of God, in the local church, train other people. And by this time, we planted so many churches. And I and Pastor Da, we and the whole eldership team and the team members in New Hope, help one another to train new pastors in different cities. And those pastors look after their new believers, the cycle of life. Without the local church, the cycle of life will be interrupted. Christians will not grow. Christians will not be strong because no one will teach them, take care of them, and reveal the plan of God to them. That's why I believe with all my heart, it is perfect will of God that we all must be a member of the local church. We all need to participate in a local church and help each other to build the local church, not just for our own well-being and our spiritual maturity, but also to help the next generation, the second, the third, and the fourth generation in the church. Now in New Hope, we have the fourth generation, little baby coming out. I And my wife trained a group of people. They got married, they have children, and their children now got married and have babies. So now we come to the fourth generation and all these children still go to church, still love God, serve God in different ministry. It's so wonderful. I tell you right now, the best thing that I can do in my life on this earth before I go to heaven is to be a part of building the house or the family of God. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 8 to 10. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, Paul was very humble. This grace was given to me. God gave grace to him to be an apostle and prophet and teacher, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, listen carefully, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. You can see the importance of the church. God is using the church to be His instrument, His vessel to proclaim, to demonstrate, to explain the wisdom of God, the truth of God, the gospel, the wonderful goodness of God, the wonderful grace of God. The church is the instrument, not the hospital, not the school, not the government, Not your office, but the local church is the place where we train people to go out to preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, talk about God, witness for God. The church is so important in the eyes of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23, the Bible says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. The church is so important. If you continue to read Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says Jesus laid down his life for the church because he loved the church. Therefore, husband should love his wife. The church is so important because the church is the body of Jesus. If you claim that you love Jesus, but you abuse the church, you talk bad about the church, you try to destroy the local church, you do anything that cause the church to be hurt, to be harmed, or to be destroyed, even though you cannot destroy the church anyway, but you try to. You are touching Jesus himself. That's why when Paul was persecuting the church, he met Jesus at the road to Damascus. And Jesus said, you persecute me. Is it interesting Jesus did not say, you persecute the church. He said, you persecute me. I want to encourage all of you, love your local church, love your pastor, love all the churches in the world. Please, even though other churches may not be like you, may not have the same doctrines, may not have the same practice, it's not your job to criticize, to attack any church. It's God who will correct them, clean them up, and deal with them. It's not your job to criticize any pastor, workers of the kingdom, or any local church of any denomination. Please shut your mouth. Please stop writing on the email, in the internet, attacking any preacher or any church. Let God deal with them. his church is not your church it is his body the only thing you need to do is to love the church pray for the church value the church of jesus christ that's what i make decision after i learned this lesson many years ago when i read the scripture i say god i promise you i'm not gonna destroy any church i'm gonna love every church whatever i can do to be the blessing to your churches ephesians chapter one verse twenty two And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. You can see here again, Jesus is the head of the church. And he appointed pastor, leaders, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, to be the spiritual father and mother over his people. He anointed them. He used them to look after His children. Therefore, you need to understand that the church is important to the eyes of God. If you love Jesus, you need to love His body, His church. If you want to please Jesus, please go to church. Build the church. Be the body builder, not be a body poison or body destroyer. You go to any church, don't go with the attitude, oh, what you can do for me? Don't be a consumer, but be a builder, and God's going to take care of you. If you take care of God's business, the business of building the church so that the church will be like the Garden of Eden or the Canaan land, the church is full of the glory, the presence of God, the truth, the grace, and the good things of God, when people walk into the church with sickness, they got healed. When people walk in with addiction, they got set free. When they walk in with poverty, they became prosperous. The church is like a promised land or the Garden of Eden. If you get involved with that, God going to take care of your business. I will come back on the 21st lesson to continue to talk about the community of blessing again next time. I would like to ask you a few questions to see whether you understand what God spoke to you in this lesson or not. The first question, what is a local church? Why don't you write it down, what you understand. Number two, why is the church important in the eyes of God? What are the reasons why? The third question, at this point, after you learn this lesson, is the local church important in your heart? What will you do with your life while you're on earth here to please the Lord regarding a local church? I believe that you learned something important today. I believe that you are a doer of the Word of God. And you will show your love to Jesus by being a part of his church. And you are willing to be trained, to be taught, to be corrected and protected in the local church. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord give you all the grace and all the favor and all the good things so that you can be the blessing to his house.